Welcome back to another episode of Stand on Guard with David Creighton. I am David Creighton, and we've got a heck of a good show for you. It's been a week of chaos in the House of Commons and a week of defiance from Trudeau and the former Governor General. We'll be back with that in just a minute. So we are in a very precarious position in this country. We need political change, but we also need the resolve to resist. I want to say in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing question period every day because I think it just gets hotter and more divisive and more interesting as the days go by. So we're going to be featuring QP here on Creighton's Right. Stand on guard with David Creighton. We're going to be featuring that. And the reason I want you to watch that, because I, I announced a couple of weeks ago that we were monetized. We should have been. But because of the rules on YouTube right now, uh, they, they're they denying that monetization over some very strange stipulations. <laughs> so, so I want you to get on the site Watch some of these clips we put, we repackaged, we put together because I need your support if I'm going to continue to do this every week and sometimes two to three times a week. But you need to get this information and I need to be that journalist who's not been bought off by anybody. And that's what I pledge to you to continue to do. I pledge to continue to fight for truth and objectivity and to continue not to be intimidated by the forces and the powers that be in Ottawa. You know Justin Trudeau wants to censor the internet. He's doing that. He's two-thirds, he's almost two-thirds of the way on his censorship plan. He's passed one bill, a second bill is ready to go, and the third bill is the most damaging and the most dangerous. It's going to criminalize hate speech and disinformation, which, of course, are things that the government can't define and admits it can't define. And it's better that way for them because it can open up the floodgates to any kind of government super censorship and supervision of the media. Supervision and censorship of the internet and that's what this prime minister is all about so i need you to do me a favor and get on this site and move, move up those those watch hours because we are going full throttle with this program with this broadcast but i need your support to continue to do that and i can't i can't emphasize that enough we want to get right on to the news that continues to dominate Parliament and the country right now. And that's a defiance from the special rapporteur, David Johnson, a former governor general, is defying Parliament. This is very interesting because it's uh, it goes to show you how little respect there is for democracy in this liberal government. And uh, I just want to show you the, the statement. 
Uh, he says, I deeply respect the right of the House of Commons to express its opinion about my work going forward. But my mandate comes from the government. <laughs> I have a duty to pursue that work until my mandate is completed. Now he goes on. It's only one part of the array. Of, of the, uh, when I accepted the mandate to act as independent special rapporteur, I did so with full knowledge of the fact that the work I had would be neither straightforward nor uncontroversial. So Eddie, he's trying to avoid and evade any responsibility that he has to the Parliament of Canada. Now, you can argue that this is all about a government appointment. But the, the government, the Liberal government is in a minority position, and it must respect the wishes of Parliament. And I think the Governor General probably is aware of that. But he's certainly not uh, enunciating that very clearly. And it's interesting because we also heard this week that NDP MP Jenny Kwan, as well as former conservative leader and opposition leader Aaron O'Toole, both said that their constituency was a target of communist Chinese election interference. So this is the reason why the NDP put forward this motion this week which was supported by the Conservatives and the Bloc, because they are being targeted themselves. And they're saying enough is enough of this. And it's quite interesting, because it, uh, I don't think he would have necessarily gotten that response at one time from the NDP, because you have to remember, they're in a, they have a non-aggression pact, as I like to call it, with the Liberal government. It's not a formal coalition. But the NDP is supporting the Liberals, keeping them in power. How much longer can they do this? I ask you, how much longer can they do this and get away with it? Probably not much longer. And it's so it's quite interesting. Now, just after, of course, the. Uh, after the after. The special rapporteur, David Johnson, defied Parliament, so did the Prime Minister. And so let's uh, let's have a look at that in a second here. Because Trudeau is also defying Parliament. I find this, once again, indicative of a lack of respect in the Liberal government for the Canadians democracy. still have confidence in David Johnson if all other parties in the House say they don't have confidence in him? It's understandable that uh, the political parties uh, want to make partisan points on this, but the fact of the matter is David Johnston has served this country in extraordinary capacities for decades. He's uh, chosen a number of times for the most important jobs by Stephen Harper himself. And he's a man who, as the report shows, has taken this incredibly seriously and gathered all the intelligence necessary. Uh, what we've highlighted is that that intelligence is available for the leaders of the opposition parties uh, to avail themselves of, to understand uh, what underpins the very good report that uh, Mr. Johnston put out, uh, and the fact that they're choosing to be able to continue to play partisan games instead of getting read into the actual facts of the matter shows that they're not taking the 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 that, that would like to see a public inquiry. Dan Stanton, former CSIS member, was before committee yesterday. He says a public inquiry is required to restore confidence in institutions. Why ignore his word and go to Johnston's? We, we didn't appoint 
Dan to be uh, the expert looking at this. Uh, we looked at a, a whole bunch of different people who, who we would task with this job. Of course, uh, everyone is allowed to have opinions, regardless of their background. Uh, what we're looking for is what is the best path forward, and that's exactly what we entrusted this former Governor General with, who has a, a, a stellar uh, reputation and level of integrity, to actually look and write this report. And you will notice that the uh, opposition parties uh, are not uh, emphasizing any disagreements with the actual report or conclusions, particularly because they refuse to get uh, the necessary briefings uh, that are being offered to them to be able to understand and accept or disagree with those conclusions. They're continuing to do ad hominem attacks, personal attacks, against David Johnston. Yeah, it's... Uh Nothing to do with policy here, just an ad hominem attack, according to Justin Trudeau. But of course, you know, that's that's that is all nonsense. And uh, if I said the House of Commons has gone wild, you know, it's uh, it has. There is a an atmosphere of acrimony in the House right now, especially between Trudeau and opposition leader Pierre Polyev. That is tangible. It's palatable. There is an incredible hostility between these two men. And I would say it's largely because Trudeau is continuing to be his arrogant, dismissive self. And he thinks he is above democracy and above the law at times. And clearly this, this, is, this is not washing well. But I want, to, I want you to watch this exchange because this is really quite incredible. You rarely see this kind of argument, debate in the House where the opposition leader goes right after an area of incredible weakness in Trudeau. And that's his private life and the things he's done and the things he's run away from. God knows there's been much of that. He's run away from... from uh, a blackface scandal, even as he continues to label all of his opponents as racist. He's had run-ins with female MPs and cabinet ministers, even as he pretends everybody else is misogynistic and he's a proto-feminist. He continues to run from those worst case moments in his private and his political career. So I think it's quite interesting that uh, Pierre Paglia brought this up the other day. How many of Beijing's police stations are operating on Canadian soil today? How many? <laughs> the Right Honourable Prime Minister. Well known, as Canadians well know, this government takes extremely seriously the issue of foreign interference and has since 2015 when we brought in significant measures to counter foreign interference and yes. continue to. The RCMP Nonsense. is quite rightly charged with the responsibility of uh, investigating and following up on these reports of, uh, of uh, Beijing funded police stations. But indeed, if the leader of the opposition is so the honor, right honorable prime minister, I just want to remind everyone. And the way it works is you ask a question and then you listen to the answer, whether you like it or not. You can't. So you'll note that Trudeau has not answered that question. He, he's, he's not acknowledging what is now fact that the communist Chinese were operating their own police stations. 
in Canada. I keep asking the question over and over again while the person's speaking. So I just want to point that out. I'll let the, uh, maybe 30 seconds, uh, we'll bump it up. We won't take the full uh, amount, but uh, the, the right honorable prime minister, please. Mr. Speaker, if uh, the leader of the opposition continues to have questions like many Canadians do on foreign interference, I would suggest that he actually takes up our security agencies on the offer they have made to him of getting briefed up on all the intelligence related to foreign interference so he doesn't have to hide behind, and I quote the report on this, a veil of ignorance and can actually work from the facts. The Honourable Leader of the Opposition. Prime Minister can brief all Canadians right now. Here, here. These are police stations that exist to harass and intimidate Canadian citizens on Canadian soil. No real country would allow a foreign dictatorship to run police stations on its soil. The Americans are arresting Beijing's agents in their country. So one last time, I'll give the Prime Minister the chance to answer the question. How many police stations, how many, how many, and how many is Beijing operating on Canadian soil? Here's the problem with the leader of the office. Now we've got another exchange coming up here on the carbon tax between Trudeau and Polyev. And the best is yet to come, folks. It's it's the one after this, but this is good. He is in love with the sound of his own voice and his own attacks, but he doesn't actually check the facts. The Right Honourable Prime Minister, from the top, please. Mr. Speaker, here is the issue with the Leader of the Opposition, who's so in love with the sound of his own voice that he doesn't actually check the facts. Mr. Speaker, he's talking about uh, our price on pollution, when the reality is BC has its own price on pollution. The federal backstop doesn't even apply in BC. Uh, he is uh, mixing everything uh, for political arguments, for partisan attacks to try and scare Canadians, and to cover for the fact that he has no plan to fight climate change and therefore has no plan uh, for the future of the Canadian economy. Yeah, it got really personal here because Polyev really, really struck back. And this, as I said, this rarely ever happens in, in Canada. <laughs> so the high school drama teacher over here accuses others of liking the sounds of their own voices. This from a guy who, if he were made of chocolate, he would eat himself. <laughs> but we don't want him to do that until after he answers my question, which I keep asking. It's about the cost of groceries in BC and everywhere else. Now he's right, the NDP has already put in a carbon tax there, but he wants to force them to increase it by almost 40 cents to 61 cents a litre, a federally imposed tax by the costly coalition of the Liberals and NDP. How much will it add to the cost of groceries for the average family? How much? Honourable Prime Minister. Yes, Mr. Speaker, I was a high school teacher before getting into politics, and I'm having a little trouble remembering what exactly the job that the Leader of the Opposition had before getting into politics. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, we have a plan to fight climate change. We have a plan to continue to 
jobs. Uh, we're delivering health care supports for Canadians from coast to coast to coast, delivering dental care that has helped 300,000 kids uh, access dental care over the past number of months, including 1,100 in his own riding. Uh, Mr. Speaker, we will continue to be there for Canadians. Honourable Leader of the Opposition. Yes, and... Uh Yes, and he left right in the middle of the semester, and I'm having trouble remembering why. Oh! Now, Mr. Speaker. Buddy, he certainly wasn't a math teacher. He certainly was not a math teacher. His own finance minister says the deficits pour fuel on the inflationary fire. Right before she introduced $60 billion more spend deficit spending measures. How much will that add to the inflation rate Canadians have to play? How much? We wake up to the fact that we are marching through a historic moment. And I think that's what this exchange really reveals, is that if there was any degree of respect for this prime minister, it is fast vanishing. And I think that exchange, uh, Mr. Polyev was referring to an incident at the last school that Justin Trudeau taught at as a drama teacher. And there was some allegations of some uh, of uh, wrongdoing going on, either with a parent or a child. And we're not quite sure what happened. But of course, as with everything, Trudeau manages to just be completely elastic when it comes to scandal. And he, he, he avoids any of this sticking to him. Like he ha truly has been a Teflon prime minister with so much personal baggage. But he's managed to somehow uh, get through all this. And I think it's I think it's it's fascinating that he hasn't been caught more. But you want to know what Justin Trudeau's priorities are? It's not being prime minister. It's being an advocate of radical policies, of woke policies. That's really his legacy. And I don't think anything better uh, showcases that than this video. And we're very grateful to be running this. It's from the uh, Rubin Report, but this is uh, this is fascinating. Just watch this. No Canadian flags at the door of the Prime Minister's office, at the front door on Wellington Street. Libby, what I find disturbing about this, I'm obviously for equal rights, and you can do whatever you want as an adult, and all of those stupid qualifiers that everyone's getting tired of saying. Um, but to me, that flag now represents a political ideology more than, let's say, a, a sexuality or whatever it was originally set out to, meaning it is, a, it is a flag that is based in equity, not equality, which is counter to most, most of what Western civilization has been built upon. It's into collectivism, the, the, the long list of leftist socialist ideas. That seems a little problematic, except that's pretty much what Justin Trudeau is all about, right? Yeah, Justin Trudeau fully stands for this flag. I'm surprised that he didn't put a big old rainbow-colored maple leaf right in the center of it <laughs> and just change the flag entirely. 
but yeah, this is what he's really all about. They have in Canada, he's banned conversion therapy, which means that um, you can't tell a child who claims to have been born in the wrong body that there's nothing wrong with their body and they're perfectly healthy and they're going to grow up healthy and things will be fine. Um, you, there's hate speech in Canada where you can't misgender under penalty of law. You can take someone to the Human Rights Commission for misgendering you, apparently. Uh, yeah, this is what Canada is all about. Canada is all about equity and Justin Trudeau's ego and, um, you know, pomp and uh, presentation, and they don't really care about their citizens. These are the same people that were dragging people out of homes during COVID because there were five people in a home instead of four. So, you know, he makes a, a big point about equity and all of this, but where citizens are concerned, their rights are being curtailed. He's pushed through a big censorship bill for um, Canadian speech online that's actually affecting a lot of Facebook traffic mm -hmm. and and things like that. So we know what Justin Trudeau really stands for. It is something much more along the lines of authoritarian, authoritarianism, political ideology, and no concern for Canadians' actual rights. Yes, that was from the Rubin Report. And what does it say about this prime minister? What is he really motivated by? Identity politics, the worst identity politics imagined. He wants to define everybody by the things that separate us. You know, it, this alphabet soup, LGBTQ, keeps getting longer and more absurd with the weeks that go by. We need to judge people individually as individuals and not as collectives. When we start subdividing our rights collectively, nobody ends up having any rights and we become tribal. And that's exactly what Justin Trudeau is doing here. He is creating a tribalistic system in Canada where democracy is the loser and individual rights are no longer valid because everybody has rights that over supersede somebody else's rights instead of just being equal under the law. This has got nothing to do with equality. This has something to do with advancing agenda and advancing an agenda through identity politics. And Trudeau thinks he can continue to win with this formula. But I'll tell you what, I doubt it very much. I doubt it very much. That was Libby Evans there, the editor-in-chief of the Post-Millennial, the fantastic writer, fantastic editor. I work with her every week. And it's been, a, it's been a pleasure, and she is uh, very much up on the Canadian news, as you can hear from that report. She knows what is going on and what has been going on in, in this country under Justin Trudeau, his authoritarian impulses, and his desire to just put a lid on free speech, on free assembly and protest. Take your, take your freeze your bank account, too, if you're, if you're supporting the wrong political cause. But that's what Justin Trudeau is all about. And I, that, that, was a, that was a great report. And we're going to find new ways to bring the news home to you, to report those things just like we just did on this. Can you imagine? Would it have been thought possible that the Canadian flag would have been taken down in front of the prime minister's office and replaced with something called a pride flag, a rainbow pride flag? 
which of course has no official recognition by anybody. It's just, it is a political ideology that is not embraced by all Canadians. They have a, they have a right to agitate. They have a right to demand whatever they want to demand. But that doesn't mean they have my acquiescence. And that doesn't mean those of us who disagree with this political ideology are going to roll over in, for the, in the name of identity politics and equity. We are not. We're going to stand up and continue to fight for that freedom and equality, which is what Canada used to be about. It's been so fragmented, so divided by identity politics, by this prime minister, that it's difficult to know what a right and a wrong is anymore. But we're going to continue to bring the objective truth to you on this station. And it's a pleasure to come here every week. Support this station. I need, I need you to get on there. Click, subscribe, ring the bell, watch those clips. We've done some interesting repackaging. I think you're going to enjoy it. So anyway, that's all the time I have today. We'll be back at you in another take five very shortly. My apologies. The show was late this week. We had some personal issues to take care of. <laughs> we did. And thank you for your attendance. And thank you for listening and for watching. And for Stand on Guard, I'm David Creighton. I hope you're enjoying this channel as much as I enjoy putting the material on here. This is not just about politics. I sing some of my favorite songs from the Great American Songbook. And you can also watch my latest show where we do some of the news you're not going to hear anywhere else. But please like, subscribe, and hit the bell for notifications. If you want to be part of this station, please be a subscriber. We want you.